Hello, you're listening to a Talking Spirit anime cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And we're from the Talkspirit.com. That's where you can go for all of our links, social media links, ways to get a hold of us, ways to support us. We greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate the support. But yes, today's episode is I want to challenge us, Chris. I I, I think we've for a while now we've been super positive. I mean, everybody thinks that we're like the epitome of, of you know positivity and says whenever we're kind of critical, we get in trouble. You're yeah. not supposed to ever be critical. Yeah, we're not supposed to. <laughs> We've never claimed that we love, love everything. Chris does, because he says, I love this thing. And I'm always going, why would you love this show? And then he goes, because I love this thing. <laughs> um, but I, I, I kind of, we've, we've done a lot of like top sh- uh, show type of lists. We've done like what makes a classic, what makes a great show. I want to challenge us today, Chris. I want to pose the question, what makes a bad anime? You don't so, have to. You don't so have, you want me to dredge up everything <laughs> I hate? You don't. You don't have to answer gotcha. it now, but that is kind of the interesting question. Because the other day I was actually planning on doing a live. Because I I've done this before where I do a live stream where I will essentially go down into my unrated stuff and actually pick ratings for them so that I can you know catch up my list. For, but because for those who don't know. Essentially, I do have an Annie list. I used to have a Mal. I still keep the Mal updated. I don't know why. But I use the full spectrum on my ratings because I've watched several thousand anime. So in order for me to know what's better than another show, I can't have everything be a 7 and a 6 and a and a 10. Um, so I use the full spectrum. I don't, I don't, it's not either an 8 or a 1. I, I'm like all the way in there. So if something is a 4... It doesn't mean that it's a terrible show, but it's But you don't a, understand, Andrew. Why do you have such and such show yeah. and such and such show if it's, higher than this show? Because <laughs> obviously this show is better by all accounts. That's always the difficulty is whenever somebody just kind of goes, <laughs> if you like, if this one's a higher number than this number, that means you like this more. And it's like, I think it in itself, based on what it's doing, yes. But if if it's a comedy versus a action drama, yeah, the, the spectrum is a little different between the two of them. Uh, but my whole point is, yeah, yes, I, I use the full spectrum. But I've done some live streams where I go and down my lowest rated stuff, and I ask people if they want, if they can essentially convince me that it should be higher. And we kind of do that whole thing. And I thought it was a lot of fun. And I was thinking of doing that again, and then it kind of brought up the question mark in my head of, well, what what makes these so bad? Like, what individually does make these things bad? And I I, I think it's it's definitely a broad spectrum. It's so funny because it's like. I think we went into some really good details with what makes like a legend, what makes a timeless show, what makes a classic, um, what makes a really fantastic show. We, I think we do a good job of um, expressing what makes a show incredible. Like here recently with, um, I guess the most recent example in my head was probably Dangers of My Heart and I think Onimai. Those are like two shows where I'm like, I can legit, I think successfully at this point, <laughs> express why they're so amazing. And it goes down the realm of like, yeah, the production values it comes down to the acting it comes down to the adaptation itself it comes down to the music all these things culminating one make it incredible but i think it's actually harder to i feel that it's harder to justify what is a one to three say to say so to speak um because like i said i use the full spectrum and i think the i think the one to three is usually my personal gauge when it's classified as bad like this isn't a good show it's got too many faults, basically. And I, I think it's harder to justify a 1 to 3 versus justify, say, a 7 to 10. Well, that's a different amount. Um, 8 to 10. <laughs> like, what is the difference between an 8 and a 10 for me? It's very easy for me to explain than what is a 1 to 3 is what I'm getting at. 
do you agree? I mean, do you find it? I mean, the obvious the obvious answer, I think, in this whole thing is going to be we don't want to not like a show. Right. <laughs> we want to give everything a shot. But it would be disingenuous to somebody to not point out that something did not work for you in a catastrophic level. And I think a one to three is that. It is a catastrophic level that something is failing miserably with this. Yeah, and I think that that's one of the hardest aspects is is saying saying I don't uh, it it just doesn't work for me is kind of the easy way out. It's it's yeah I I understand that some people probably won't accept that as an uh, an answer, but really in all actuality, like like Andrew said, I mean we don't want to hate a show. I I really don't. I mean. I, I've I've always put out the the um, the challenge. Somebody, anybody, come explain to me why um, the uh, Brother Moth show is the greatest show ever, and and I'll, I'll listen to you. Pupa? I really would pupa. I, I would love to know why <laughs> the pupa Brother is, Moth show. We usually go with the Onichan <laughs> Onichan <laughs> Onichan uh, show. Uh, Onichan cannibalism show. Um, <laughs> no, um, the hot dog Onichan show. <laughs> God, I it, and and it, it it's it, we've we've said this several times. Um, I because somebody at, at one point asked um, if there was one show that you could get removed from existence. I don't want to. I want them all to exist. They uh, I I except I, for Macaron Danchi. <laughs> hey, that had one really good episode. If I remember correctly, <laughs> one of the Macaron Danchi episodes was really good. I um. I, I I stand by it. I I really do I I think art is is important rather whether there is some art that I find detestable and I would rather it didn't exist but at the same time it is what it is and I when it comes to um, anime I want that as an artwork to art form to to exist I, I every one of them um, so yeah I I do really love. Um, most of them. So, as far as why catastrophic failure that would cause me to dislike it is it's hard to find. So, yeah, I guess in a, in a way it would be you would have to trigger a lot of detestable things. I and and I one of when the it's first, super cruel to a character. <laughs> yeah, it, it would really when you're really cruel to a character, it tends to to yeah, like last season of Snafu. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I remember that something about what did I give that? I want to say that it was still like it was still like a four or five for me, but it was way low. Like every other season of of Snafu was like really high, and that last season it was like I, I still appreciate a lot of aspects of it but it was more of the fact that it spent so much time like just kind of rubbing my nose into something and it's like this isn't fun like this isn't entertaining i don't care what the result is it was that journey sucked like it was just it didn't feel like any of this had value or meaning it was just being purposely cruel to me as a viewer and i didn't like it at all maybe it was a three maybe i dropped it down to three but anyways yeah I, I do have to admit that when I actually was trying to put together some bullet points for this particular podcast, really questioning what makes an anime bad, looking back on it, yeah, I guess technically you could make an argument that everything that is, all the bullet points for why it is bad is technically what makes it great on the opposite. So it's going to be things like, you know, did it pull that off? Did it, 
did it have that punchline you were looking for? In a lot of cases, yeah, a bad anime could be something where it doesn't it doesn't pull off that punchline. Now, I, I think I I do have to admit that most of the time there's a lot I give a little bit too much negative into something that I feel like it is purposely made for the sake of selling something. Like if it has a a a source material bait ending, it's obviously going to sour it for me. And I hate that the most because those are the cases where yes, five months down the road, two years down the road, and now it seems like lately, 10, 20 years down the road, you could get a sequel technically. But does that change the fact that back then when I was, you know, scoring it to people and showing them what is my value I give to the show, it was still low. Like it, it it's that hasn't changed. It changed my mind, but from back then I, it wasn't. It was, it was terrible. Like Spirit Chronicles for the longest time, I was very hyper negative that show because that in that last episode sucked. Like that was a prime example of like the first five minutes is here's this great climax to this current story arc. And then, oh, by the way, the rest of the episode is just opening up the next episode. That's never going to be. And again, we got a sequel announcement, but does it, does that change my mind? I think I still think it was a poorly executed episode. Like it might make logical sense when we go into the second season, but it was still a terrible episode. <laughs> like, you can't deny that that was still a terrible episode, how that was laid out. And I hope it's not one of those cases where, because I think I heard somebody say that, that that they had to move things around in order for that to do that. Like, in order to have that cliffhanger ending for the first season, they had to move things around. They had to move things up. And it makes sense because I remember that episode felt like, what? why does it feel like it's jumping around, I guess, is what it felt like. Like, he was supposed to return them to a place, and then he was supposed to have that happen or something like that. So it made it made logic went out the window in order for it to happen. But um, but no, like I said, I, I, I do I do I have to admit and I hate doing this because I know that there's a lot of people that will say otherwise. And I agree with them. The first bullet point obviously is going to be animation is a vis- anime is a visual medium. So obviously it has to look good, right? Yeah, I, I think the, the best example and it, it's technically I hate doing it. But it is one of my four, I think my, one of my four out of tens was um, Way of the House Husband. Why I say that is because that show literally is not an animation. It is animation on the idea that something is moving, but it is moving stills. It is the panels themselves being moved dynamically. And I hate, I hate, I hate hearing people say that, uh, what was it? I, I, I think there was a, a quote from the director or something, somebody saying that it was, it was actually more difficult for them to do it that way. And I think what the actual quote was saying was that it was it was difficult to figure out how they wanted to portray it. They chose that they wanted to do it that way. They chose that they wanted to make Way of the House Husband that way. This is a studio that animates things normally. I think it was JC Staff, I think it was, wasn't it? I don't know. Um, they're an actual studio that does full animation stuff. They just chose to do it that way for Way of the House Husband. And I, I, I hate it. I hate, I, I, I can accept that that was what they chose to do, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to accept that that's what, how it should have been done. I think there is a broad oh. difference of saying this is artistic choice, quote unquote, versus saying, did it work or not? It didn't work. Kendra Suda carries that show and the jokes are good. The writing's good, but the show looks like garbage. I'm sorry. You can't, you can't convince me otherwise that a PowerPoint presentation is good. Well, we, uh, I, we just talked about this, what, 
last ep uh, last episode or so- something like that where we talked about yeah, it was JC. Uh, uh, flowers of evil and and their their choice to do the um, the rotoscoping and it, it's in the same a similar va- vibe of I really really liked the story um, but it was really hard to get through that it it's it it's one of those things where I understand why they did it i don't agree that they should have done that but i understand why they did it but at the same time it still does not look good yeah it it just doesn't and so it's very hard i i can imagine that a lot of people would have a really hard time watching that show um mostly because it just looks it looks off i mean it it was it was almost like okay they they rotoscope so they essentially they recorded live action they, you can find the footage yeah. out there. You can actually find the live footage. So they recorded it live action. They went frame from frame, frame to frame on that, and they drew over it. That's how they usually do rotoscoping. Mm-hmm. And with that situation, it was almost like they took the live action, they drew over the actual frames, and then they added a style to it. So it was, it didn't look like real people, but it was presented as real people drawn over. So it doesn't work like it It looks creepy like it just doesn't look right. It's all it's almost like, you know, CGI and stuff where they you, you they try to get that to that point where it's realistic, but it's not like yeah. it's still it's in that zone where it's like this is kind of creepy. I don't like this. This doesn't actually it looks realistic, but it's not <laughs> like I I would if, if this appeared in front of me, I would go. You're not normal. You're an alien <laughs> inside of your head. There's probably a little midget that's kind of going with the, the knobs turning him and stuff like that to attack me um i'm gonna run away but no i agree with you there and it's this idea of again with that it's a style good another good example in that kind of realm is something that i think is incredibly animated but i don't like it um is devil uh devil man crybaby and science sorrow in general science sorrow in general is a studio where i give them credit for being unique and having their own stylistic choices that are often very vastly different from each other, like between ping pong, ping pong, the animation was it Izokin? I've I've a story. Been, they're yeah. all different, and they're they're nice for their own regard. But I there's something off about them that I don't like. And Devilman Crybaby was a good example of that because it just looked kind of dumb in a lot of regards. In a lot of shots, it just looked kind of dumb. And it, I know that that's a super touchy subject for a lot of people. I've, I've been hit about this so many times. Oh, yeah. Um, but then when it came to Hickey's story, perfect. Like, every now and then, finally, it just, the art style nails it. And I'm like, yes, this works for this. It's it's so funny because um, I, I, I've, I've never cared for um, Science Sato's artwork. Um, and it's actually, what what's even f- more funny is between me and Andrew, just ourselves, we actually uh, kind of disagree on like Studio Trigger. I love Studio Trigger. I I like I've, I like Studio Trigger's style. I just don't like their animation. I feel like a lot of their animation is kind of just recycled animation. Yeah, and, and it's and hiding I've, I've, hiding the animation basically. I've never I've never disagreed on that. I I I, I find they and they the difference is to... that it works for you mm-hmm. in hiding it, and I, I acknowledge that it's hiding it. It's just it bugs me, and I can't get over it. Um, but I have always liked their style, like with you know. Um, Darling in the Franks. Um, yeah. What was that one with the the kids that I think, were I think emotion they did swapping? Fantastic, uh, putting their own spin on on sign of a lot of the cyberpunk stuff. I think that mm-hmm. they did really good with that. Uh, but yeah, they they 
they I I I really like a lot of their their character artwork with the um with most of the shows that they've done. I, I they're 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 definitely one studio that I don't go out of my way for, but I do definitely when when I hear okay studio triggers on this this project right here, it does raise my eyebrow. I want to see what 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 their character artwork what it, what it, what is it what what style are they going for in this particular show? So yeah, they definitely raise my eyebrow. And but we're talking about good stuff, not necessarily bad stuff. Well, I think for Studio Trigger, I think my only real kind of like true myths, like the ones that are probably really low for me are things like a lot of their experimental stuff. Wouldn't really call it experimental because I think a lot of people would argue that it was intentional. Things like Inferno Cop. Just this is just this is yeah, those it's it's kind of like in the same realm as something like Way of the House Husband where it's like it was almost like overly simplistic and to the point where I just couldn't get over how blah it looked. I will not disagree with you on that one. I hated those. I, I, I've never cared for the, that, what is that? The, the old, it's like um, old flash, like new grounds kind yeah, of stuff. Flash shows. <laughs> I, 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 they were, they were funny at their time. They were useful, but let's all move on. <laughs> let's move we don't on. have to go back. Every now and then it kind of pops up again. I mean, it kind of works for, um, what was that studio called? Um, the studio that does all the chibi stuff, like yeah. Eminence and Shadow has one, Overlord has one, the Isekai Quartet, they do their stuff. Um, is it Studio Pyukai, I think? Yeah, Pyukai. Um, it kind of works for that because they're just very kind of simple skit jokes. Um, and there's a good, chi- I like the chibi style of it, but I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue that that's any different. It's, it's yeah, kind of very similar. Yeah, quick jokes. Uh, that's fine. I mean, they, they, which technically Inferno Cop was because those were like short too, weren't they? Yeah, I want to say they were. So I, I guess you can call me hypocrite on that one, but still, it, I think, I guess because the chibi style works better for me, I, it probably is, is more acceptable for me. But it could also be because that it's the same characters. It's 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 a it's a cul- it's a carry off from the original show. It's kind of like at the end of a lot of shows where they'll have like a little skit thing at the end where they just have a joke thing. Like Nier had the whole puppet thing at the very end of it. It's very. It's very much so his whole thing for that. So it works in the same regard. Um, audio, I think, is where I have a difficulty in. Like music and, and voice acting and stuff like that. I am. It takes a lot for me to be bugged by music and audio and stuff. I think music is one of those case, cases where as long as it, it does well enough, um, if it does stand out, like Danger of My Heart, I think I gave an example of that one before. Danger of My Heart, it's enhanced by the music. Um, so when I hear Yuki stuff always enhances it for me, but I think for the most part, I'm never really bugged by poor audio choices unless it goes to a extreme. I was going to say Koi Kimo, <laughs> Koi Kimo is like the easiest example. That show was very poorly rated by me. And a lot of that had to do with, well, I thought the voice actor did a good job. He, it was literally physically phoned in. Like it, <laughs> it sounded like it was physically phoned in. And I couldn't get over it. And then, of I, course, what was it? Real life. I was getting ready to say. I thought real life, real life was I, the one. But see, real life, it was carried by the rest of it. Like the music sucks, and I hate it. But the rest of the show still carried it. So it, it's not an it's not an absolute. Like the the sound alone is not going to ruin it for me. But yeah. I can I can see a lot of cases where it's just kind of unavoidable. And I think with Koi Kimo, that was a prime example of where, yeah, that kind of ruined the show because it the dude's half the show. And if you if he sounds terrible, 
<laughs> like there's a problem there. I, I still meant to look into that. And I don't know if, the, if anybody ever looked into it to kind of give an answer for that. But I'm really curious if that was literally um, like because of the pandemic or something they were trying to like physically, like I said, phone them in. It, it it's it's sound has always been one of those weird things for me. It's 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 kind of a four. I gave it a four. I tend to not notice it unless and and that that to me is okay. You did fine. I I I don't really carry any weight to it. But yeah, if it stands out, well, it, it, and that's the same thing with like the animation department. I'm I'm not really big on nitpicking animation. So if it stands out, it it it's going to stand out like a sore thumb to me and it and it'll drive me crazy. Um I think the thing that's so fascinating about Koikimo is that it how often do you have cases where you it sounds like the audio the voicing's off? Like I really do truly feel like with Japan, we've mentioned it several times before that Japan their they, Hollywood stars yeah, are their seiyus. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, there's a lot of K-pop or not K-pop. Yeah, K-pop. Um <laughs> That's another country. <laughs> There's a lot of um, pop stars and idols and actors and actress, K, uh, J drama stars and stuff that are very popular, but they're 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 on Schwarzeneggers and stuff. Are their their Aoyuki's and stuff? Those are the people that are getting all the shows and lots of money with with stage presence and stuff like that. They're the ones making the money. They're the Hollywood stars in Japan, and so I think that there's a lot of value in Japan and with animation that they've perfected it. Like they, they've, they've gotten audio recording vocals down pat. Yeah. Like they, they, these are their stars. They got to make sure that vocals is pristine and great. I'm not going to say that they're all like, I'm not sitting here with headphones on and listening to see how perfect the quality is to the voicing, but it's enough that everything gets across and it's done very well to the point where I don't think that they can fail in that department. Unless, like, these rare occasions, like I said, with, like, Koikima, where it just literally sounds like the guy is talking into a can. Like, they got they got it, they got got two cans, and they put a string on it, and he couldn't go into the recording studio, and they just put the can on the, the microphone, and he's in the, he's outside the door with the other part of the string, and he's talking into it. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't remember it. I, I, I seem to remember one show where it sounded like that, but I think that it was because he was talking in his head or something. I don't remember. <laughs> That's a good reason. <laughs> this guy wasn't. I mean, it could be. Maybe that. Maybe that's the twist. Maybe the twist is that this guy in Koikimo never actually talked out loud. It was just all internalized. He's like the big. He's the biggest softy, and he's super embarrassed. So he just he talks in his head and gives her flowers, and she's like creeped out by it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It could be the major twist in the whole thing. We just we just never knew. Um, but yeah, I, I just I don't I just don't think that there's a very that that's literally like the only two cases I can think of off the top of my head. It, it, like I said, it's just. The value that I really give to a lot of that stuff, unless it's done really good, is just not there. Um, like, yeah, there's cases like Dark Gathering this season really does feel like a lot of my enjoyment out of that show is the audio. Like, they're just nailing the atmosphere and stuff with the audio recording on that one. But it, it's, like, I think the least of my worries. I think I give way too much value to story and characters over animation to audio, I think is where my my priority list really is. So it's going to it's going to be very difficult for anything to kind of lose in that regard. So I don't I don't I don't think I would ever be too critical on something over that. Now, yes, I, I guess we can get into one that's pretty, pretty divisive comedy. <laughs> comedy, I think, can easily make a show bad. 
And that's this is easily all this stuff is subjective. Obviously, do we have to say that? Do we have? To, are we supposed to? Are we? Are we? Are we required like by law to say that everything that we're saying is objective? This is all of our opinions. So <laughs> whatever. <laughs> they don't necessarily reflect those of a talking spirit. Even though we're talking spirits. We are a talking spirit. So, <laughs> no, we don't reflect the, the values and, and opinions of the listener. It, Anime so. community. We're, we're wrong. You're right. You are the bestest ever. We're just saying, we're just trying to point out how right you are. Yeah. There you go. We're, we're the wrongest of all of the wrongs. Now, now everybody's going to love this podcast episode because they all, <laughs> yeah, that, obviously. Um, but no, I think comedy is like. We, I think we've always mentioned that whenever we review a comedy, it's always like your vi- mileage may vary. It's it's completely your up to you if it's going to be something you're going to enjoy. Um, usually we'll give like a a certain episode count to kind of give you a gist of what you're looking at well, or something like the, that. Because okay. it's so per- difficult to example. really say that. Perfect example. Migi and Dolly. Um, we, we went back and forth on, on, on whether or not I should go and check this, this show out. Um, mostly because, um, haven't you heard I'm I'm Sakamoto? I absolutely we we both absolutely love that show. It was just from beginning to end it 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 just was roll on the floor f- too funny all the way through. And and I never roll on the floor. You didn't roll on the floor. Well, okay. No. So Andrew didn't roll on the floor. I apparently missed the 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 memo. Um but yeah, I think we I watched that together and I don't remember ever seeing you get on the floor. Okay, I'm exaggerating the lying. entire I'm exaggerating maybe the entire you, thing. Maybe you left after watching it and you were like <laughs> it started rolling. It just started rolling. <laughs> like it just finally hit you the joke. Like there was one joke I didn't laugh at and then you start walking away and you're like, "Oh, I get it now." And then roll. And the dogs are all looking at you like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" The dogs start coming up and starting to claw at you wondering what the hell's happening. Like, "What are we doing? What are we doing?" But my my the reason why I bring this up is because we were going back and forth on whether or not I, I should watch it because it, it kind of gave off this kind of dark uh, uh, dark character uh, study type creepy creepy vibe and I, I wasn't really feeling it and I had plenty of other shows that I kind of wanted to watch um, so Andrew had pointed out that he really kind of found some of the the, the first parts funny I thought it was hilarious yes the so I I went ahead and I watched it. I didn't get it. Not, yeah, I I seen the jokes. I kind of could see why they would be funny, but they weren't working for me. Not in the slightest. I and I gave much. I I gave it three episodes trying to see if any of this would work for me. Never did. So it just there there's and and me and Andrew do have very similar uh vibes when it comes to jokes. I it's I never realized it. It's very Junji Ito. Is that a good comparison? Jun, it's Junji Ito. It's haven't you heard I'm Sakamoto Junji Ito style? That's because Junji Ito is kind of that creepy style too. I never thought about that. I, I want to ask some people if you, if you think that's a good description is it's a comedy Junji Ito. God, that's a good that in my mind that makes perfect sense. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I and <laughs> and it's funny because I do I do like dark humor. It, it just it didn't didn't really grab the dark humor side of me and and but dark humor has is is a very very distinct flavor for me and it and i just you have to hit it just right and and that's that's why i was kind of considering the the dark gathering show um but i just i think that that's probably going to be more dark than a 
going to be it's more not, dark yeah, humor. It's not very humorous. It's um, not a very funny show. I mean, it has some funny punchlines, but it's not a funny show. <laughs> it's definitely not a funny show. <laughs> but at the same time, there. I mean, my point is, is, is more along the lines of co- comedy is just so fickle. It, it, it's, it is. And I think that's the difficulty in it. And it's like, like you said earlier, I think you, you hit the nail on the head is in most points you can see the joke. It's just not funny. Prime example for me right now, Eminence and Shadow. I see the jokes. They are so freaking obvious. It's not even funny. Like if you can't see the jokes in Eminence and Shadow, <laughs> you're not watching the show. Like you, you, I, I, it's like I press the play button and then I turn off the monitor or TV and I'm going, man, I don't see any jokes. No, the screen's on. You can see it. It's, it's literally, he's, Sid's holding up a sign saying, wasn't that funny? <laughs> like this is the point where you laugh. Like they even have the laugh sign up. Um, it's that obvious, but it's not funny. And that's, I think the difficulty that comes up is where you see, it sucks when you see the joke, but it's not funny to you. And you know that somebody else is probably laughing their butts off. Yeah. Like for me, like my biggest struggle in that series is just the repeated punchline. Like we were talking about with our, with our, um, spoiler discussion, that whole segment where he copies Mary and starts going around saying it's time. The moon is there. It is time. Time is running out. The, the time is soon or whatever. And he goes around to everybody and says the same thing. I bet there's so many people that are like, it, every time it happens, they're laughing. And yeah. I even, we even, we even had a difference in opinion there. Like I said, I laughed a few, I, I thought it was funny a couple times. And you're like, no, it was dumb for the beginning with or something like that. And I'm like, yeah. even between us, we're seeing a difference. And I know somebody out there is probably laughing the whole time. It, it's like, I, I think my struggle is always when, when it just, it doesn't hit and it keeps doing it. And it's like, please stop. Like, please, you're killing the joke. Like, it, it happened here with the recent episode of that show. It's like, please don't. Like, please don't. Oh, like, well, I even, I even okay, said with that okay, one, I was okay, like, please okay, stop. Okay. Um, another great example. Um, uh, the, the Maid Cafe show that we had, uh, what, two seasons ago? Three seasons ago? Yeah, the... Um, the Yakuza uh, Maids. The Yakuza maids. Yeah. The, Wait. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> I was, was I was it, thinking of the one with the the Yuri is my job. Uh-uh. But the no, oh uh, yeah, Akiba made war. Ak- Akiba made made war. <laughs> okay. Yakuza. I don't is, remember them being um, Yakuza and Yuri is my job. <laughs> it's like wait, this is even dark. Really th- went 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 the left left field. Anyway, that was <laughs> maybe perfect... they were Yakuza and I missed an episode. <laughs> this is a a perfect example of. <sighs> How much the manager in Yuri is my job, totally Yakuza, <laughs> but I don't think the other girls are. You go into uh, she blackmails w- her, dude. <laughs> it's Yakuza blood there. The that 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 one, both me and Andrew, we went into that first episode, and it was just an absurd just blast. The of first episode was a masterpiece. Humor. It it's was a masterpiece. it was perfect. And it was so like it, first episode. Just watch that ten out of ten. Don't have to watch the rest of it. Yeah, and 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 I I remember looking at Andrew after that episode was over, and I said, I don't know how they can keep that up. There's just no way. Um, they 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 would have to constantly one up themselves, and there it, it would just be they can't that 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 kind of momentum is there's just no way. And literally from that, from the second episode on, it was just, it, yeah, you could see the humor. You could it's see the It's almost like they, tr- it's like they tried to recapture it. Yeah. 
And it's like, no, don't you have to do something else? The thing about the first episode of Akiba uh, Made War is that it is so absurd and it catches you off guard how violent but funny it is. Like, what other show can you have somebody shoot somebody and it's splurting out blood by the pulse of their heart and it's squirting out with a sound effect of tweak, 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 <laughs> and it'd be funny. Like, that is super dark, but it was funny because it was so out of left field, it shocks you, and then it goes right into the whole dance routine with the idols and her swinging her guns around. It, it's like, this is so absurd, and it's it's brilliant. It was so well orchestrated. It went so perfectly in parallel with the other girl doing the uh, the performance on the stage. Everything was perfectly set out. And even even the a previous uh, director for them was literally tweeting out saying, I hope everybody's okay over there. This is crazy. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> legit crazy. Um, it was that amazing. And I, I was, it was funny because when you were bringing this up, I was like, I don't remember if Chris was on the same page as I was. Because a lot of people, and again, that was a prime example of a lot of people loved it all the way to the end. I couldn't get it. And I wanted it so bad. Like, I legit hyped that show so bad up. Like, I, I that first episode happened. I was making a video. I'm like, people, you have to watch this show. It's so incredible. There's no way that you can argue that I am biased against the show because I thought that was incredible. Yeah. And I wanted it again. Never got it again. There was a chuckle here and there. It, I, I, th- I just think that it leaned too heavy. It's like it, it tried to recreate that first episode. And then from then on, it got too heavy. It's like it's almost like they try to recapture it and they couldn't do it, so they went full on Yakuza and just went full on dark, and it it didn't work. The only time I think I laughed out loud ever again towards the later part of that show was just her when she was apologizing. the The elevator doors closed on her, and he had that little brother. Ugh! <laughs> it was like she responded to it, but she was being crushed by the doors, and it was just kind of like a a totally out of nowhere, super serious moment. But then something thrown in there that catches you off guard. I want to say that was that, that was that incredible, like timing, like it was perfect. I want to say I got a couple chuckles out of the drill sergeant part. So (laughs) yeah, it was okay. It was okay. But yeah, I mean that, that's, that's just like a a really good recent example of like, I wanted to, and everybody, and there was a lot of people that loved it. Like there's, it's, it's an anime of the year for a lot of people. It's just me. I I could never get it again. Like I wanted it so bad. But again, that, that goes to the credit of how comedy is so – it's such a – I think comedy of everything is most difficult to really kind of score well, because it just works for you doesn't. I, I, I think I've pointed this out before, but um, comedy is a shock factor. It's it's, – it's it's, it's, there's, there's – it, it's in the same realm as, as your um, – almost your fear – um, so if, just like if you, um, if you, if, if you get a jump scare, you, you kind of get a, an automatic reaction. Comedy is in that same way. Like you were talking about where, um, it, you have something that you're expecting it to happen in a certain way and then something turns the tables and then it, 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 it subverts your expectation. And that's the whole point. And that, so the more absurd, the more you will laugh. But the problem is, is that in a lot of ways, comedy, the reason one of the main reasons why most comedy won't work for some people is they have to like like I was saying with Akiba Made War, they have to keep one up in themselves. They have to keep trying to become more and more absurd than what they were already. Um, It's not necessarily 
I think if it's built on shock value, that is correct. But I don't think that all comedy is based on shock value. There is a lot of it where it's just kind of more integral to get to a punchline. And I mean, something like, um, I guess technically, Miggy and Dolly is technically an example of that where it's just kind of, it just, it's so out of left field. You're like, this can't be happening on my screen right now. This is so stupid. And it's hilarious at the same time. Well, just like it, Sakamoto it's, is, it's always absurd. No, okay. Shock value is not necessarily the aspect of it. It's, it's, it's yeah, not the absurdity. Shock, not shock like it, it, it shocks your system. It is, it is just because kind of, it's not there's, expected. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, comedy and relatability. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the, so self deprecating type of comedy. Mm-hmm. The, the, it's the exaggeration of it. It's not necessarily it's it the what you're expecting is not the thing that you are. That's the shock. The the shock that is the comedy is what you're expecting. And then an exaggeration or something that is that turns the tables on the thing that you're expecting. Does that make sense? I yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm agreeing. There's different styles of it. And. I, I think there's like self-deprecating. There's yeah, flipping your expectations. There's the um, absurdity. There's just, I guess like cartoonishly over the top um, reactions and stuff like that. Like you know, a kind of super or something like that, where she suddenly got this about dorkiest like, face, start screaming at the top of her lungs. Uh, I it's expected she's screaming, but it's still funny the entire time because you're just laughing at the fact that she's got this massive misfortune that she's going through and she doesn't like it. Yeah, I, I, me personally, I, I tend to like a lot of slapstick, kind of goofy, you know, fun humor. I, I, I don't necessarily need, but I find that kind of humor charming. It doesn't necessarily make me laugh, but at the same time, I do find it charming. It's, it's, now on the flip side, like I said, I do like dark humor. I, I do have that. I like intellectual humor, so a a humor that will. Oh damn! What a snobby thing to I know, say. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a snobby. <laughs> I as like possible. my stuff to be smart, refined. <laughs> so you love Seco Boys then? Um, Seco Boys is so Akiba made war. It's like the legit. The first episode was incredible. Like again, was I think that, that was the, the rec- rock hits. Yeah, all the bu- the bus, and the bus. she was the she was the idol. Uh, they were idols, and yeah. she was the producer for them. The first episode was amazing, and then after that, it's just like it's so in its own intellectual head. Like, oh, let's talk about history, and it's like, oh god, <laughs> please stop. Just like um, the the Nobunaga dog, uh, we were kind of excited for that show. Did you ever watch it? I know I watched like three we episodes watched, of it. We watched a couple of episodes, and I was like, this it, it was, just this is too nerdy. Like, I don't really care this much about the history of Nobunaga right now. Like, it, it, it's it's part. I mean, it's that's just like um, uh, I, I think it did a better job of it, but um. Otaku Elf. I think that one did a better job of balancing it with the nerdy stuff and not yeah. nerdy stuff. Like, the history was there, and a lot of the humor was around that history. And in a lot of it, I was like, I just don't know this history well enough, and I bet somebody that does that thought this was um, hilarious. But it did a good job of kind of balancing it with the nerdy stuff that I could relate to. So it kind of worked better. Psycho Boy is just, like, it's all up in that stuff. At least for what I watched. I don't remember how much I... I guess I finished it, because I put 12 on there. <laughs> I, apparently, I stomached the rest of it. But that first episode was incredible. Uh, just her carting out these dudes, and it's just like, th- what is what is this show? Is this, <laughs> this is an idol show. What are we doing here? I think that's my that's I think that's the lowest rated one that I have that is worth even mentioning. I I'm curious how many people actually know what Psycho Boy is. 
Um, I don't know what else. It's like, it's in that five year range, isn't it? It is, dude. It is. We're we're getting we're we're old otaku just by five years. What else is like really low? Oh yeah, there's that's probably the most controversial low ranked one I have is Imarochan. I didn't hate it. <laughs> you didn't hate Imarochan, or you I just didn't hate Imarochan. Uh, the second season was a lot much better because it was more focused on uh, what's her face, uh, Sylphen Ford. Sylphen Ford is great. I love ne- uh, Nana, uh, Ebina, but Amaro sucked. Like her, she sucks. She was so bad. <laughs> and I know her. that everybody that loved that show loved Amaro. They loved that. They loved that little trash monster. I didn't hate. Her. I hate. I I did not like her. She had cute moments. She for sure had cute moments. But she was a bratty sister. Like she's like she's like the one where everybody's like. I want a sister like this. That's a little monster. And I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Dude, she was, she was so <laughs> she mean was, to him. She was cute she enough was, on the screen. I liked her there. She was cute I at school. I do not want her. <laughs> she was cute at school, which is the whole point that she was the perfection at school. And then when she's at home, she's a gremlin. But I loved all the humor around um, Ebena, though. Her her comedy was great. And I, like I said, I, I love Sylphen Ford. And especially in the second season, Sylphen Ford carried it. But that first season, yes, a three out of ten from me. I was not buying it. That was just a comedy that I was not. And again, I, I think a lot of that has to do with because it was like relatability. That that's relatability humor. I think I think Chan is relatable humor. Is it if because everybody that I said that was praising that I heard that was praising it was around the idea of she's my spirit animal. She's just like me. I like to do that too. Yeah, I'm totally that. And I'm going no. Like I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not relating to her at all. One, one is that she's a girl, but, but two is like I can't relate to that. I want to do that to my sibling, and be a little whiny brat all the time and consume chips all day and not gain a single pound. That's not me. I can't relate to her at all. <laughs> Unless you have like some massively high. I, I guess I'm not that far off. Average score is sixty-seven apparently i'm i'm not alone on the dislike of Amarochan, so i guess that wasn't a hot take what else what else i have like really low in comedy i guess you could say farming life but it, it wasn't really big comedy for me oh there you go don't, don't hurt me my healer i think that was a pretty common I, I didn't hear too many people being happy about don't hurt me my healer it had good moments yet 58 so i'm not, i'm not too far off there it was like don't hurt me my healer is a prime example of like the imminence and shadow for me like i get the joke do something different and whenever they did it was great it was like every time they introduced a character it was hilarious again and then they would kill the joke that was literally what don't hurt me my healer was like even when like the medusa shows up and she keeps saying you know look at me and he keeps looking <laughs> it was like this is so stupid like why does he keep falling for it? Because she asked him to. And he just looks and he gets stoned. Well, that, that that one, I I think we had more fun talking about the jokes than than actually watching the jokes. It, it, and she it just, was great. Like her Seiyu did a fantastic job. Yeah, they they made her was, expressions perfect. The summoning and all that kind of stuff was fantastic. It's just well, and and, and, and it's so funny because we uh, everything I wanted out of it was done in the necromancer. The necromancer showed up and it was like. This is what I was hoping this show would be about. It, and and it's so funny that um, it actually kind of was the backwards version of the entire show. And it, it was so weird. I. That one is 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 actually a prime example of I there was 
it, I was finding different things that I found absolutely hilarious that Andrew didn't find funny. It was it was really weird. <laughs> um, but at the what same was, time, what was the thing where he falls in the pit and she she was gonna get like intestine or something like that to pull him out of yeah, it? Yeah, she she was gonna get him. She couldn't find any ropes, and he was co- complaining about the fact that she wouldn't help him or something like that. And then finally, it was the intestines. Yeah, the, that was the kind of the ultimate. And then I think she ended up finding the guy that actually made the hole. It was like a goblin or something like that, and they need to get him out of there. It was like that was the that was like the greatest joke about that series, and it wasn't really like it was going out of its way to do it. It was just it was there, and I found it just I found it overall a funny aspect of it, even though it wasn't typically a punchline. It was a fact that it seemed like everybody that should be a bad guy in this world was actually good natured. Like all the monsters were so nice, and it, and he was always dealing with people like the healer and stuff that were making his life miserable. Like the the ogre, they had the quest in. They were trying to figure out how they're going to take down the ogre, and then he's just like, "Oh, that is that what you need? Oh, here, that's fine. Have it." It was like they went this whole long spiel about how they're going to take down this dude, and she's talking about summoning some tentacle monster from the abyss, and the ogre's actually a nice dude. Like I said, the pit they were just wanting to hunt, and he fell in it. So he's like, "Okay, let me help you out of there. You, you don't need to be in this pit." Um, it was it was bizarre, but yeah, I I mean. One Punch Man, I think, is like a continued pain for me because I know that that one's hilarious for a lot of people and I just never got it. I just the Saitama thing was just like I just it doesn't work for me. Like it, it's I don't think it's ever. Gonna I work never for me. found One Punch Man to be funny. Right. It, it, I, the, the I just never I, did. Again, I see the joke. I'm just not. It's just not getting. Me. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was funny that first episode. And I I still to this day, I believe that that was the only joke that it had. It was not a comedy. It never was a comedy. <laughs> Chris, you don't say it like that. It's always... Yeah, we're, we're Chris is joking. That's the joke. Chris acknowledges that the whole thing is funny and that the joke is the entire thing. I mean, but yeah, I, I technically did find it comical, the rest of the... the, the, the I did find it comical, I've seen the parody but at the same time, it's, it. it's too much for me. Like, I, the build-up is too much. I seen the parody aspect of it. I mean, the the whole the whole idea behind the um, the the common writer was I I seen the parody. I I I do get that there is. How do you explain it in that would make sense? It, it there is the entire world of One Punch Man is a parody. Um, the, well, I mean, the, that's the difficulty that I have a lot with those types of comedies. Parodies are difficult. One, a lot of parodies are based on properties that are obviously very well known in Japan. And so it's very difficult as an outsider to get the parodies. But when the, when the parody is obvious, it usually doesn't work for me anyways. Prime example, Mashal. I know what that's parodying, but it's not funny to me. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I, I, I sometimes feel like parody can get lost in unoriginality. If the if the joke is too much about parodying something and it doesn't feel like it does enough to make it funny, it's just a copy in the end. Like if, if the parody if, if you parody something and you don't have a successful punchline to it, it's it's not worth it to me. It, it has no value because you didn't do anything clever with it. Like we were saying with Mashal, it was like, OK, I get it. They're doing they're doing the thing where they get on the brooms and they're going to compete but it's just him shaking his feet fast enough that he can fly. It's not funny. Like it, you're not doing enough with this game. That's interesting or clever to me. I, so I, I see what you're saying. It's, it's, 
Now, granted, I'm not like a massive Harry Potter fan, so I'm missing. Chris seen a lot more jokes in it than I did, um, but I, I knew what it was going for and just didn't work. And they were de- they were technically that writer is. I didn't look into it to confirm it at the time. I should have. I was convinced when the show was airing that 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 the writer is obsessed with one, the creator of One Punch Man, because even his profile picture that you can see on a lot of sites is literally what a character that looks like the helmet guy from Mob Psycho. Like, it feels like this guy has a obviously a lot of of at least influence from him because, yes, even Mashla himself is legit like a Saitama and the idea that he just one shots everything. He built his muscles up so much he can punch somebody and take him out. Or he can punch a spell and it goes away. <laughs> I don't know. It's I, I I think parody, in my opinion, is like a danger zone for me. And the idea that I just it's very difficult for me to find value in it unless it's something that I really do find funny. Um, which is it, obviously very subjective, depending on the person. Parody is there's 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 a good aspect to parody because it I are we even talking about bad things anymore? <laughs> yeah, I think like I said uh, the, the whole point is that it's the opposite. I've it been is the opposite. Out the, the worst part of it. Uh, my my pers- worst. The negative is that I typically don't like parodies. Parodies. So have what makes a bad value. show for me is going to be parody. <laughs> parodies have a value in picking apart a a system and and kind of. N- making nods in its weaknesses and and pointing out its strengths and everything like that. Parody is a good thing to a point. And but do you the, but do you agree that it has to have a good it has to do something clever with it? It can't just point at it and say this is what well, we're doing. The, the, okay, hold on, hold on. My my thing with Mashal, I, I I think Mashal is an a- excellent example. Um that's why I brought it up. <laughs> Mashal is kind of this aspect of trying to do the i don't want to say the school show but in a way it is it's trying to do the school show it how do i how do i put this because mashal is the reason why what i what i was bringing up before and mashal is the same way is is it uh one punch man It, it you can make the parody too big does that make sense parody if i want to do a parody on school shows and you could do um just take one every everything about school shows and and say this is a this is the thing that they all do in all the school shows and we should try and change it up i think um um the the key uh quartet uh key uh version of that i think that did a fantastic Caganato or, or Caganato did a fantastic job of parodying the key uh shows and the key light or visual novels it took those and it, it said these it, are the parody, things that, uh, that was kind of like one of those like self-referential self-deprecation kind mm-hmm. of thing like they were laughing they were laughing at themselves yeah uh, but I don't know necessarily. Would you call that a parody, though? I absolutely would call it a parody because it was yeah. pointing at the jokes that, or it was pointing at the things that are the everybody the knows this kind yeah, of thing, the, like the yeah, tropes, like the whole goal thing. It's mm-hmm. like we all know what the goal thing means, and it's so it's like here's the goal thing, and it's not necessarily the goal. So laugh, yeah. <laughs> and I go, you suck. <laughs> I hate you every time we do it. Stop it. And and it's it's like inside joke kind of thing. And One Punch Man 
it was yes you could see that there was a parody in it yeah uh it was trying to take all the um all the shonen shows and 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 simplifying them down superhero tropes yeah all these all these all these tropes and then it was it, it 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 made made fun of those but the problem was is that it it made itself too big in scope it said the entire thing is all about one punch man doing this one punch and then it would and every now and then you'll have where he's not there to do the one punch so now what happens yeah (laughs) or the or the dragon ball z uh road thing where it's like when will saitama get there to punch him (laughs) <laughs> it, and it's 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 funny because if you you can, you make the the parody too big, you kind of start losing the, the the point of what you're trying to do. Um, parodies, in a lot of ways, are are both love le- letters and criticisms of that that particular thing. So you should find an honest an honest take on. Okay, yes, the superhero, the the protagonist is too overpowered. Okay, gotcha. Um, then it start starts to break into some of the other characters, and that that made sense. That's why I pointed out Common Rider. I seen a lot of the joke, the the points to the parody, but it somewhere in the in the in the realm, it kind of got blurry because it kind of got too big. It was too all encompassing. It lost its. The point, and and I, yes, I did laugh at the beginning of One Punch Man. At the beginning, that's it. <laughs> Just the beginning, never again. Uh, okay, I think we beat the dead horse of comedy. Um, I, I I I was trying to find some more notable low rank ones that I had in my list, but um, a Gabriel Dop- Dropout was another one. I, I think I thought Saitana was great, but every other character in that show was just so blah. It just nothing else really worked for me. That that's what I hate the most is whenever I have a show like that like Gabriel dropout where one character, I mean, that was the same with Urmarachan. Ebina was the thing that, that carried me until self and Ford actually became like frontal focus. But like these shows that are comedies where it just, none of them work. None of the characters, there's, there's always typically like a group. Ooh, that was, that's a good example. What was that one show called here recently? Like, what was it this year? It had to be, there was that one show where it had the, um, the three, it was a secret show. That was the girl that was like a ninja and then there was the girl that was the alien. There was the one that could read minds. And then there was, um, what was the other person? Was it just the, the, the nothing, but there was four girls and they all had a secret. And the whole, the whole show was just nothing for me, except for the alien. The alien girl was hilarious the entire time, but yeah. all the other characters, I just did not care for. <laughs> like they just did not work. But the alien, like the whole thing with like the, she had like pass gas and it comes out of like her pigtails. So she, cause there, that's where her tentacle like snorters are at. So she had to get out of the house, the the classroom, because if it went off, it would kill them. Like it was like nitrogen or something like that. And he just gets, finally gets out the door and then there's like somebody standing right there when it goes off. And it was like one of the ninjas or something like that. Um, yeah, the, the alien was great, but like the ninja girl didn't care for, um, oh yeah, that's right. The other one was a, was a boy that was forced to go there by his, his sister right so he was the he was the secretly actually a boy not a girl and the yeah the, the mind reader which the mind reader could only read the minds of females i think like that so she never knew why she couldn't think read the mind of right. him so it was dumb but it worked like I, I i especially don't like it whenever it's like a show works when this character's on the screen do you have any examples of that 
Like, this is the only reason I'm watching. Well, you have a lot of examples for shows that you watch for one character, let's be honest. Yeah. But shows specifically comedy, like, nothing else works except for when this character's on the screen. Like, this one works. I think, like I said, Gabriel Dropout, I think, is, like, the most, the biggest example for me because, like I said. I want to Saitan- say it was Dropkick. Uh, uh, Satania Josh was the best. And, Josh and Sean. There's a lot of characters in that show that do not work. I agree. <laughs> There's a lot of characters I, in that show I, that do not work. I literally watched it for, um, for well, Medusa. I mean, that, that's another example of one of those ones where, like, their introduction's great. But then after that, it's like it doesn't really work for a lot of them. Like, not all the characters. I mean, I liked a lot of the characters in that show. Mm-hmm. But Medusa was definitely the one that I kept going for. She so. was carrying things. Yes. She was carrying things. I think that's I think that's it for like really. I mean, really I liked Josh and or I liked um, not Josh and Chan. <laughs> you don't like Josh and Chan. We talk about Josh and Chan drove, drove me nuts. Um, I liked. Um, God, why can't I think of her name? Minotaur, the, the 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 goth lolly that that uh, for whatever reason allowed Josh and Chan to stay around for whatever reason. Oh, um, I liked her artwork. Yes, because she's goth, goth lolly. Yeah, of, co- of course. <laughs> uh, what else do I have here? Because, man, we, we beat that one to death. Um, we talked yeah, about I don't know how we turned bait. into a comedy co- conversation. Uh, like I said, because I think it's the most it's the most difficult to really, I think, explain because it's not it's not something that is going to be the same for everybody. It is literally the, it's the most subjective. Thing but at I, the I, same ever, time, to be clear, I don't think that comedy not working for for me is necessarily going to automatically make it a bad show. It's just a show that is not low rank. I yeah, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to say, hey, I think that this is a brilliant show. Yeah. I'm just gonna say the comedy didn't work for me. Right, right, right. And that's what I mean. That's I think the most difficult one to express to other people because like we always do with every review of comedy, is we always say, It didn't work for me. That's the punchline. It didn't work for me. Yeah. I can see it, didn't work for me. Again, like with Eminence and Shadow. Sid, well, and I'm I, sure it's hilarious for people, and I'm so happy he's hilarious to people doesn't work for me <laughs> i and and it, it's it's one of those things that i i can hear somebody flat out looking or listening to me say the comedy didn't work for me i see the jokes the comedy didn't work well obviously you didn't hear you this didn't get part it. right here you didn't get it you didn't get this <laughs> joke no i seen the joke it did not work for me what, what, what I hate the most about it, we're getting right back into it. The thing I hate most about it is what, because there's aspects that you're still enjoying, so you're still watching it, but everybody's like, stop watching it when you say that you don't like, you didn't think it's funny. And well, it's a shadow. Well, like, like, there's, I, I don't really read a lot of them, but there's probably still plenty of comments on my Eminence and Shadow videos that are saying, then stop watching the show because it's not funny to you. But no, I like the rest of the show. I'm going to keep watching it. <laughs> I like Shadow Garden. I like Shadow Garden. <laughs> the, Delta well, carries, okay? <laughs> Delta carries. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm I watching that stupid... Um, let me check Oh, the don't play. bring it up again. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> God dang it. He has to bring it up every podcast episode now. I think I literally think that's going to be no, the it's, anime it's, of the year. It's exactly the, what we're talking about right now. Uh-huh. Make it about it. Talk, weasel your way into talking about no, it, Chris. No, it's fine. <laughs> I was just going to say I did the same thing that we were just saying, but that's okay. Our dynamic yeah. right there was funnier than Sid. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you did the huh thing. Just like in the show. Huh? 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 Anyways, 
kill the joke, Chris. Let's kill the joke. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I think this is a great. The moon is blood. <laughs> this is this is a, again. I, this is similar to comedy, but in a different way. Is whenever you just know the show's not for you. Can we admit that there is there? Uh, shocking, I know. There's a lot of shows that were not the demographic for it. Like it was not intended for us. Like. I don't know every single boy band show, <laughs> like and and that that I think as it overall for me is the most troubling thing because for the longest time, not so much this season, obviously, uh, for the longest time we've always had that desire to watch everything. I mean, we, I joked about it earlier with Makarodanchi, so it's there's one of them. There there's certain shows where you're just like, I know this is not for me. Like, shoot, we were talking about Junji, uh, Junjito, um, Junjo, Junjo Romantica, is that the name of it? Junjo Romantica? Junjo Romantica literally is one of those shows where when I watched it, I'm like, I'm trying to find something here of value to me because they send it to me to review it. So I'm going to try my hardest to find something here of value. And I will sit, I, I, I think I even tried to hyperanalyze character relationships and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, a guy forcing himself onto another man that's weaker than them and doing that, this is not for me. <laughs> like, I, I'm not going to be, I'm not, my my inner self is not going to be piqued by this. I'll just say that. And I find it to be extremely troublesome to me. It's not for me. But I know that somewhere out there, there's certain, um, what are they called, Fujoshis that would probably find this to be extremely exciting. But it's not for me. <laughs> like there, there is there is something to be said whenever you watch a show and you, at some point, you give it the good. We we try to give everything the good. We try to give it all we can. But it's not, like hypnosis, Mike. This is not for me. <laughs> and I think those are the most. To I be wanted fair, the hypnosis, Mike, to work. I really did. <laughs> it was such a cool idea. It had an interesting concept. Yeah? It had a very interesting concept. Um. I, I think those are probably the safest shows in my crosshairs just because typically I don't finish them. Like it's it's rare that a show where it's just on all accounts not working for me. I see what it's doing, but I know it's not for me that I will never finish it. It's it's very rare that I finish, especially like a boy band show, um, uh, a boy idol show. Uh, even like even with like more bizarre shows like uh, Magical Girl Ore, which was the one where they transform into the the hot dudes rather mm-hmm. than the magical girls. Even with that one, I couldn't finish it. I think I didn't finish it. Let me check. I don't remember finishing it either. Um, it was bizarre, and I that was another one where I wanted to do it. Like I wanted to watch it because it seemed so bizarre, but I I couldn't finish it. Like I don't even think I got like three episodes into it. Um, unless unless my Annie list tells me otherwise, because sometimes I. I try to like bury some of that that trauma out of my head at some point. Yeah, I don't think I finished it because I don't even think I don't even think I, I I don't even think I put it on my list. That's how many few episodes I watched. You were embarrassed. You didn't want to show anybody that you watched it. <laughs> it's like it's like you don't put hentai on your A list because you're embarrassed to say <laughs> that you watched it. Or are you just willing to accept that you didn't actually pay attention to the story? <laughs> um, I don't I don't see it. But of course I I. I don't know if it was. Oh my gosh, I forgot Gaku and Handsome. I watched some of that show. <laughs> there is a that con- was a weird show. <laughs> there is a there is a very pe- 
particular type of comedy in Gaku and Handsome. And it didn't work for me. Oh my gosh, Orechia, no, the, the the mermaid in my bathtub. That was another special show. I thought I, I thought I finished that one. I think we did. Gosh, typing in there it is. Medical Girl Ori. Okay, yeah, I did three episodes of it. Okay. So that was my there's my proof I did put on my list. Um what were we talking about? Um didn't work. Dem- demographics. Uh Demographic, like things right. not being built for you. But do I mean do you have anything to add on that one? That's that's pretty much my thoughts there. There's another very divisive comedy for me. In my experiences, life lessons with uh, Urumichi Onisan, it had a funny moment in there. The rest of it didn't work. Yeah, because, that again, one that was, was a very that very... was very that was a relatable humor from what I seen from a lot of people. Like yeah. it's just hating your job kind of humor. That's very very cynical. Yeah, it, 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 it's the kind of comedy that should technically work for you, but it, it definitely it it was not, not. It was too depressing. Yeah, like <laughs> there's a point in which it's like. I, it, it, it's like, if you have a depressing joke like that, it's like, if it doesn't land the joke, in the end, I don't, like, you're building into how depressing the situation is, and then it gets to the punchline, and you're supposed to laugh, like, <laughs> yeah, I get it, dude, but if you don't laugh, it's like, I, I didn't laugh, so that's, I'm just still depressed, <laughs> so, so I, I couldn't get that high from it, <laughs> I did. I get. A, I got a huge kick out of the, the other guy, the, the guy on the left, when he comes in that run room and just has like the most stupid laugh ever. It sounded. It was such a perfect laugh. Like it was such. It was the perfect laugh ever. I was like, that was priceless. I I played that multiple times. Uh, what else? This one's an interesting one. Here here's a very interesting one. When a show is a bad show, because personally. It offends you. I can't say that I've ever. I of course, me and Chris are very um, thick-skinned. I guess uh, agree or disagree. I'm I'm throwing in there, and I shouldn't. Fairly for for entertainment, I guess. Yeah. For entertainment purposes, when you consume something, I I would say that we're very um. What's, what's the best term? Not really thick-skinned, but ness, but hard to offend. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. Not soft. Not to say that if you're offended by a show, you're soft. <laughs> Gonna put the stupid qualifiers in there. It takes a lot to bother me. I guess is the best way to put it. I'm it's very like, much so okay, a duck's okay. back. Let me let me clarify because I I can hear somebody going, "Well, Chris won't watch the dark shows." Yes, I can watch the dark shows. <laughs> We're talking about like I choose not to watch offended. <laughs> We're talking offended, not depressed. Yeah, not um, unsettled, but offended. Like, right. so, like somebody, a character does something in a show where you're like, I, I don't like this writer anymore. Like they, I, you're, you're like, you almost want to go online and say what a horrible person the writer is. It's like, okay, for instance, I, I, I have a rough idea of what's, uh, what happened in the, in the last few episodes, somewhere in the last few episodes of Butareba. I choose not to continue watching that show because I don't want to partake in that. Now, if Andrew came back in four episodes and said, okay, Chris, you have to watch Butoreba because I want you to talk to me about this on the on the podcast. And so I really, really need you to sit through all that garbage and, and go ahead and watch it so that we can get to this really, really super awesome ending and we can both talk about it. I would I would grumble a little bit, but I may end up watching it for because Andrew asked me to watch it. 
I would choose, I would hope he didn't because I really don't want to watch that, <laughs> but it is what it is. You, you see what I'm saying? I, it's, it's not, it's not an offensive thing. It's just that I really don't, I don't want to get in that dark mindset at all. I, 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 I want to stay out of that. I, I think the, because I have a different separate line that's obviously for the bullet point of difficult subject matter. And that's, that's what that falls into. Yeah. It's whenever there is something in there that's unsettling on purpose and it's just, it makes your heart hurt. It, it, yeah. it upsets you. It, it, um, I, I it's tend unsettling to be, is I guess the best way to put it. I tend to be more empathetic towards characters. And so I tend to, I, if I get really into a show, I'm, I'm, I'm literally empathizing with characters and I hope so, everybody does. Otherwise you're not watching the show. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and well, I'm, I'm assuming not. I, I'm cause some people really like this crap and it's like, I don't get it. So well, I think some people like the thrill of it. It's yeah. not that it's not well, that they're not I do empathetic know to it. It's just they like the thrill of it. Yeah. I do. I do know that there is a catharticism to some folks. It, maybe but that's I, just not me. I don't know. I, yes, there's extreme examples, but I think the reason why for us personally going back to specifically the idea of something being personally offensive is I think that typically with a lot of this kind of stuff, and I, I think most people get offended these days that have something to do with politics or beliefs. And even even with shows that its belief seems to be counter to what I like, ooh, shoot, um good example was um with um Virgin Mary, um Maria the Virgin Witch. That show is like super like dark in certain regards. And I almost felt like it was feel like it was a little pushing a little bit too far on one side and it was being like almost anti-religious and stuff like that. There's a lot of shows that are anti-religious. Yeah. And I could see that in, uh, any other person would probably be offended by it. But I think it's because I I dis disconnect myself so much to it that I don't necessarily find offense to it as long as it's doing something that's interesting. And I think a lot of stuff can be either put into the realm of religious or or especially these days, politics. And I think because anime itself doesn't really rely too heavily on politics, that makes it work in a way that doesn't offend. That could change eventually. Like we're talking about here recently the idea of it getting more popular and it might be more Western politically driven. But I think for right now, anime just doesn't really try to get too much into that stuff. It's there. I'm not saying that I'm blind to the idea that there's never politics in anime. Um, but I think for the most part, there is one element of it being disconnected from you not living in Japan and not knowing the politics and thus it bothering you. And the, on the opposite end, that it's not necessarily something that is in your face. And I think a lot of the Western stuff tries to get too much into your face that it bothers you. Um, now, there is cases where it feels like it's a little bit too heavy fisted in regards to certain messages like for instance Hayao Miyazaki let's face it loves anti-war movies yeah. <laughs> like the, the the herring one just came out recently and I and somebody was saying that they watched it and I was like let me know what you think about it because I haven't really heard many people talking about it or at least I'm not looking for it and um they came back and I said is it a is it a anti-war film like is, is it a yet another Miyazaki anti-war war film and he's like <laughs> he said his response I'm not going to say that to spoil for people but it, that was like my re, my assumption. It's probably going to be another anti-war film. Yeah. And I, I think there is a lot of shows that I will. If you can pull anything out of me of offense, but it's not even like I'm, I'm bothered by it. I will admit that there's some times where I'm like, 
this feels like it's trying too hard to say something. And that saying something doesn't seem like it's benefiting the show. That's as close as you can get to me being quote unquote offended, but it's not necessarily offense. It's more of an idea that it, it brings it down for me. Like I am suddenly going to say that the show is less because I think this was a little bit too much. Um, Pluto, good example. Not that it affected my feelings of the show overall, but that was a very anti-war film or series. Like there was a lot of time spent saying how horrible war is. And I even made a joke when I was reviewing. I'm like, at some point it was, it just really felt like, do you hate war yet? (laughs) Hey, by the way, do you see how terrible war is? And I'm like, you don't have to show. I know. Like who's saying you're wrong? (laughs) Nobody (laughs) likes. Well, there's people that like war just saying i'm assuming there's somebody who likes war because we keep going to war wonder why certain people making money off it i'm assuming um but no going into this difficult subject matter i think that is something that's going to be a little more in the realm i I think and this goes into what you were saying earlier which i definitely agree with like like the comedy where it's not like whenever you see something that is that is difficult to stomach that has difficult subject matter it's sort of like commenting the idea that you understand that some people would enjoy this, which I mean, again, this goes into a lot of these things. You understand that some people would enjoy this and find value in this, but for you in that particular moment, it just doesn't work. I don't, I don't think I've really ever dealt with too many cases of that. I know that you, you've been struggling with that recently with a lot of more negative stuff, um, more violent stuff, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, like, would you watch Higurashi when they cry? For the first time now. Yeah. I mean, you didn't watch Go. You didn't go watch Go and Sotsu, did you? I watched one or two episodes of the the remake, and then I stopped. And you were like, yeah. I, see I remember this. Going. <laughs> I remember all my dark feelings. Don't need them again. I thought this was the Kai. What was it? No, it wasn't, it wasn't Kai. It was what was the OVAs where it's suddenly like everybody's just having fun and we're dressing up. <laughs> we're dressing up Hanyu and goofy outfits and we're going to the beach and stuff like that. I like that version of Higurashi <laughs> where they just have fun and go to the beach. Um, oh, my gosh. There's another prime example of like comedies that didn't work for me is Fruit of Evolution. Oh, gosh, that show. I didn't rate it. That's there why it's down wrong, there. Nothing wrong with that show. <laughs> Shut up. It was fine. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> what was le- what's the lowest rated show where it felt like it was just not, what's the best way to put it? Not, just kind of cruel. Cruel is a good word. Where show is just cruel. Like I mentioned earlier, technically with like Snafu, I felt like that show was cruel. Um... But I don't think I don't think it's not necessarily difficult subject matter. It was just cruel. So I guess that's not a good example. But like I said, I, I typically with a lot of these shows where it's like more heavier subject matter, I don't necessarily think I've ever been like, I want to write this low because why is our species reviewers not? I didn't put it. Okay, I didn't update it on this page. Uh, this needs to be completed in ten out of ten. Inner species reviewers <laughs> needs to be ten out of ten. Um, th- like I said, I, I need to update some of these scores. And apparently listings as well. God is another good example of like comedy that didn't work for me. Grand Blue Dreaming. And I know there's a lot of people that love that. I think it was like mostly college people. Like most people that I said that I seen that were really like hype on it were college students at some point. Like I think I think this is probably the most difficult area for me because I don't think I've ever rated a show low just because it's unsettling. I I kind of wish Chris came into this podcast having spent like last 
16 days updating his annie list and stuff like that and writing everything <laughs> that way we could i would love to look through chris's list and would it be all like ones and and eights are you good, i don't are I you don't, good I don't at put, saying i don't are you good at writing like this i don't i don't do it i i when when we stopped doing it that i i've, I've never gone back I, I just don't i don't have do you remember i either like a show or i don't i i don't care to watch it it's 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 all there is to it. It's, I I don't really perfection or drop, pretty much. There's a lot. Of, I mean, there's a lot of people that like that because it's it's all about your time. If you if you value if you value value your time, unlike Andrew. <laughs> well, I I mean, even then, I I back there was a time when I would actually sit there and force myself to watch every show, but I don't I don't I don't have the time for that anymore. Especially with seventy some odd shows, it's just not happening. Devilman, Devilman Crybaby, I, Devilman Crybaby, I did rate low, but it wasn't because of how cruel the ending is, because I've I've looked into the previous stuff. Like I I know Devilman, so I know I kind of know where it's going. So that was kind of not a shock for me, but I can see a lot of people based on Devilman Crybaby probably not liking the ending. Because that one is extremely cruel. <laughs> like, massively cruel. So I guess I don't really have anything um, that's, like, difficult subject matter that I didn't like. I typically don't like shows for other reasons besides it difficult subject matters. Like, because even Pupa, it's not that it's because she's munching on him. Magical Girl Sight is extremely cruel. Not the reason. Um, raising uh, Magical Raising Project. I rated it low, not because it was cruel, and that's an extremely cruel show. So I don't know. I, I guess I don't really have anything to really say in that re- department. It, 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 that that part I think doesn't really bother me that much. Here's the best one, Chris. Cases where you rate a show low because it picked the wrong waifu. Oh God, there's plenty of them. <laughs> there's so many shows that I would downrank it because it picked the wrong waifu. It was it was just a, a difficult, not many to choose from because okay. it, it, there's not many shows that actually end when there's multiple choices. Most of the shows kind of just stop and then you have to read the source material. But we have like what like five off the top of my head that I can think of off the top of my head <laughs> that I don't want to mention because it technically spoils it. Yeah, that's right. True. It, it, it's it, it's difficult because I like. There's one sh- one popped up in my head right away. I absolutely despise the choice. I would have been fine with either choice, but I despise the choice. And it's what's what's the, is, what's interesting is whenever and and I I can fully admit there's an element of headcanon like you believe based on this these circumstances you've watched the story you've read the story you've you've went through the story and you feel like the ultimate conclusion is leading to this punchline he has to choose this one based on everything that happened before it i admit that sometimes that can be subjective to a person but there is cases where but i i don't feel like that's always the case because i there's a plenty of cases where it doesn't choose what i want them to choose like well, i have my choice a girl quintessential quintuplets i have my girl choice but it didn't necessarily go that direction but guess what i was fine with it because i felt like they did well enough to to both show me 
they did well enough to show me why it was the choice and it made sense to me in the end yeah it did feel it did feel like a rug pull i will admit there was a little bit of a rug pull there but it made sense in the end even on the even on the one that i was talking about where i i'm i was fine with either 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 scenario because they number one it was the the girl in the box so you know which one is gonna (laughs) be there it's always the girl in the box it's always the girl in the box um but at the same time it it gave a solid um story for both characters both girls so it went through a a process of explaining this it explained the reason why there was this the split and then it gave the the story of the new character or the other character and it said hey now we're going to this moment and it said now you have to choose erabe erabe and, <laughs> and you're going and you went i could see both ways are and you talking I, about pupa yes i'm talking about <laughs> pupa obviously um and it it made the choice and I whether or not I I agreed with the choice or how the choice was played out doesn't matter. I liked both the the story and how it was told. It has to do it has to do that in a lot of cases and a lot of in in a lot of situations it doesn't do that. And then you have problems where yes, that's the one. Um, <laughs> it has has the problems where Andrew absolutely despises certain ones because well, New girl Let's on say the box. Let's say The Sakura Sao <laughs> syndrome, where it was so funny because somebody, um, somebody watched that recently. He's like, um, I, I don't think they pointed out, but they were like, that was kind of weird how this happened. And I said, now you know what a Sakura Sao is. <laughs> it's literally like somebody finally discovers the definition of Sakura Sao because they finally watched Sakura Sao. And I'm like, that's, that's sort of become a joke with us because it just feels like that is something that writers like to do. It happened here recently with um, uh, Masamune Kun's Revenge. They did the same thing. It, there's this weird fascination that I think these writers have with almost doing a what if when you know who the choice is going to be. So every time they go with this like, oh, but what if this girl was the choice? And they start going into how great that choice is. And it feels like things just fit so well. And at the very end, they go, oh, never mind. That's the Sakura Sao thing. Yeah. It's a, uh, never mind. And so I, I'm always kind of very loose whenever I say that, that joke, because it technically does imply into another show what's going to happen. But it, it is literally the prime example of something that frustrates me so much. Now, I will admit that it doesn't always lead to me. It does affect a show for me. Like, I, I don't know. Let me see if. Um, well, I in a way, it will affect it for me. But my point is that like. A few of the examples that I've given as Sakura Sao's, I just looked them all up, and none of them are bad shows for me. Like they're not, they're not below like five. So I don't know necessarily that. I guess the argument can be made that I, I guess they do well enough to tell the story of why it doesn't work out the way that I kind of think it should work out, um, or at least maybe personally, I guess I don't put that. I don't let that weigh the show down. I'm trying not. I guess I'm trying not to let my bias affect it. As much as I think that this is just bullcrap, that, that it, it should have ended up with this character, um, it should have been with B because he spent five episodes of the 12 episodes, the later five episodes of the 12 episodes with B, and he goes back to A, I will <laughs> I will not let it affect my score. 
I will not let my waifu. Uh, I guess the thing is, is to 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 remember to remind yourself that whenever a Sakura-san moment happens, it's not that your choice didn't win. It's just that you realize that point, he doesn't deserve her. And now, she's still available. <laughs> Whenever the protagonist does not choose your girl, they're still available. And they're your waifu now. You they're not going to get stained by that that stupid protagonist that doesn't know what he's Who missing. He doesn't understand what he's lost. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's missing. He doesn't know, what he, doesn't know what's good taste. He's got terrible taste. Uh... What else? What else? Um, we did that part already, technically. Have you ever experienced bait and switch ruining a show? Because we've, we've got some good examples of it where it's good, like Punchline. But I don't know that I've ever had an experience where the bait and switch ruined it. Because, uh, I mean, you usually tell within, like, four episodes. Punch, punchline took a while. I think that was a four-episode point. Or was it Five. It was it was it was a it was a significant kind of leap because it was like super high etchy and then like out of nowhere it's like oh, okay this has actually got a serious story. I don't think I've ever had a situation. It's hard to remember if there's ever been a situation where like way late in the show there's a bait and switch. And I will admit, and we had this we had a very long conversation on the Discord the other day about this. I do ad- fresh in my mind. Technically, yes, Vivi Flori I song was. I wouldn't say it's a bait and switch, but it felt like the writing was trying to push it towards one thing happening, and it almost felt like the writers sort of went, yeah, we're not going to go that dark. Even though everything's pointing at this going to be pretty dark, we're not going to do that dark. Um, I went back and checked my review on it, and I did technically still like the ending, but I do admit that it felt like it was, it chose to be safe and do something very typical and not be kind of dark which was kind of disappointing. But I don't know. I, I don't think that there's really any case of bait and switch. I, I, I want to say there's a lot of cases where people will say that they're watching a show and they're enjoying it, but then it gets a good example is, I guess, I guess that's a good example for me is I could have made war. That technically was a show where I felt like that first episode, was what they should have kept with, but then it just got too heavy. Like it just, it just, it stuck too heavy for the rest of it. And I think it was better off. And every now and then it had a punchline. Like I said, the whole elevator closing on her head. But I, I think that show just got too heavy. Like, it, I, I could almost still feel like there was an absurdity to the darkness in there. But it never kind of, it never got out enough of the heaviness to make it funny. Like, it, it was too deep in there. And it's like, you have to come back out out here for me to laugh at you. I can't laugh at you when you're that far in the, the pool. <laughs> you're wallowing too <laughs> far down in there. You're literally dancing around in corpses. <laughs> and it's not funny anymore. Everybody's covered in blood. I, not see, I don't see the punchline under all the blood anymore. <laughs> I can't even see your goofy faces anymore. There's too much blood on them. <laughs> Um, you can't keep shooting people that are cute and mean be okay with it. Um, anyway, they was always shooting cute people. That was, that was kind of pretty dark in that regard. Like, this is a cute girl and she gets... But no, it always had to start off with them, like, being super aggressive and then they get shot. It's like this... It's the cute, like, you know, made-outfit girl who's going, you know... Has some moi, bunny moi ears cute. on her head moi, or something. Cute. And then it cuts to them going, spit. And then they get shot. <laughs> they always have to have like the evil, mean, spit on the ground type of look. And then they get shot. 
You can't you can't shoot them when they're cute. <laughs> never never shoot them when they're cute. Uh, what else I have? Production issues. That's easy. This goes back to the earlier comments that we were making about the animation. I don't. Has it ever truly killed this show for me? Because th- there's like really good examples that we've had in the past where it was like, this was actually a good show. But then like what happened at the end here? Yusubu. Yeah, that was <laughs> that last episodes were rough. <laughs> um, but I barristers for me. A good a good example for me was probably um, who was that one show by the snafu guy? A quality of code. What did yeah. I put that at the end? Quality of code. Because that show that show got super rough. I still put it at six. That show got super rough with the productions um, towards the later part. It just like if it, it was it was it was falling apart. And I think with that show with Claudia Code, it's still the twist at the later parts of it and the brother and sister. The greatest characters. I just love them. I didn't really care for the main characters. I just like the the sister and his the Sundetti sister and the brother. They're like the best part of the show. So even with that show, I don't think the production issues really ruined it for me. Like when I when I'm talking like I'm not talking about like with um like we were talking about earlier with Way the House Husband, where I don't like that production choice. We're talking about like where suddenly it just feels like nothing's moving anymore. <laughs> Things are looking bad. <laughs> nothing's getting animated anymore. Uh, this season, the, the, um, the girl in a guard dog has been having some, some rough episodes. And I, I only went back to check it out because somebody pointed out to me, but that show is not doing that well visually. And I, I guess I've stated before where it is not necessarily going to dictate whether a show is going to be good or bad for me, because I think that even still like with Claudia code and a lot of other shows, I still think that if, the, as long as there is value there, if there's still a good story there. I'll limp through it. Yeah. Like, I'm still going to stick with it. Like, oh, God, I look rough. But I want to see this to the end. I want to see what this the rest of the show is going to go with. I want to say there's another show this season where I'm I'm enjoying it. Oh, Butareba. <laughs> this recent episode, they tried real hard to make that happen. <laughs> and it's technically the same studio as the ones that doing. Um, I think it's the same studio as the one that's doing the the girl in a car dog. Because I think it was Vexations. I haven't caught up with the vexations. I'm like two episodes behind. So I hope that show's not going to, to crap vexations, girl, girl, dog. And I think Blue to I think they're all the same studio, aren't they? Are they? Cause I think when I was talking about the girl in a guard dog kind of going downhill, I don't think vexations I was like, as long as that bad. one's not, I don't think vexations is doing bad. <sighs> I think there's been rough, rough points in it, but yeah, they're still holding it together. Like the whole fight that they had, like I said, a couple episodes ago when they had that big tournament between all the um, Crimsons. It wasn't the greatest looking fight, but at least it functioned. Like, it's one of those, like, it's not, at least it's holding something together. Like, at least we're not cutting to weird CGI or anything. Yeah, it's project number nine. Butareba, Hikimori, and um, Vexations, and Gronagar Dog. Yeah, I was I was hoping that they would just like take all the staff away from Girl Guard Dog and just give it to Vexations of Butareba, but Butareba looked a little rough in this last episode. But I I don't really expect too much from Project Number Nine. I'm I'm still surprised they're doing three shows this season, but that's not that's not what we're discussing here. But I mean, it is the point. It is the point. These these shows kind of getting rough, but I don't think it necessarily ruins it for me. I don't I don't think I've ever had a case where 
I, I've, I've had cases where it feels like there's just no production values whatsoever through and through. Engelmoise. Oh, gosh. What did I put Engelmoise at? I want that show. I wanted that show to be so good. Um, what did I put Engelmoise at? I don't. I don't remember exactly how to spell it, so I'm just gonna put that and hopefully I find it. Let's put let's put M in there. Yeah, see, that's what I thought. I knew the moment I put something else in there. Engel, how do you spell it? Why Chris? don't you just do M O I S? Thank you. I was just about to do that. Engelmoise. Uh, I see. That was still the seven for me too, and that show. Also, towards the later part of there, got really rough. I don't know. I don't think there's really a case that I can really give where just because the quality went downhill at some point, I ranked it bad. I want to say I've probably dropped points, but I don't think a show has ever been bad purely based on the production issues. Now, again, to say earlier, I think I mentioned this earlier, a culmination of all these things technically is what makes it. Yeah, A culmination of all these things is what technically makes the show, for me, become a quote-unquote bad show. Well, and that's 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 what, what, what we were saying at the beginning. At what point does it become a catastrophic failure? Um, it's not necessarily because you – I – we're – for a lack of a better term, we're very forgiving of a lot of these shows. It's literally at the point where it's just so many things have gone downhill – that like you just rewrite. Can't, can't watch it. <laughs> like rewrite. <laughs> you're rewrite. still so, you're so Re- brutal on that show. Rewrite is a culmination. I have it a two out of ten. Rewrite is a perfect example of a culmination. The Raptors, the CGI Raptors, the story was the incomprehensible at so many points. <laughs> there was so much happening there. Just the structure of the show, the characters just not being played out right. That that's a rewrite is a prime example of a show that I wanted to love. It's another key show. Yeah. But it just everything did not culminate right with that show. On the opposite, and there's some examples like Rent a Girlfriend where it visually looks good. I mean they 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 on their game when it comes to making those girls look good. They know how to sell figures. But everything else like I hate the main character. I hate the writing. I hate the the execution of so much stuff that's in there. That's true. Um, so it's an example of something looking good, but having no value. Um, but yeah, I, I just, it, it is always going to be a culmination. Uh, Rainy Coco is a prime example of it's not for me. <laughs> you remember Rainy Coco? How much did, did you watch any of that? Did we watch that together? Uh, no. That was Funimation um, days, dude. Oh man, I'm getting like flashbacks of Funimation's website thinking of Rainy Coco. I want to say that I got through the first season and I was trying to get through the second, get into the second season, and I gave up. There's a show that I want to try again. Chris loved Shobi. Didn't didn't you like Shobi? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shobi did not work for me. I just I just don't think I was I was like wanting that at the time. I think if I remember correctly, I didn't like how it was so. It was so innuendos. It wasn't like yeah. etchy. It was innuendos. Like it's it's you know girl with a banana in her mouth kind of thing all the time. And it's like, okay, I get it. <laughs> You're not cute. Ningen's a good example of a culmination, too. That one's a production falling apart, failure to execute. Um, production just went to crapper towards the later part. It was sad. What else are some good examples? There's one ranks? that I'd call like it. Search of Lost Future. <laughs> All because of the stupid telescope. 
I'm never going to get over that telescope. Every time I think of In Search of Lost Future, I always think of the stupid telescope. Okay, what about um, uh, the um, Dimension W? That's that's an example of massively failing to execute on what made you special. Dimension W was so good early on. It was a perfect setup. It was the it was the buddy cop drama kind of. Yeah. With the the rough guy that has the android that's like, you know, a little bit too on the nose or a little bit too on the on the straight. And there were that they had a great chemistry. Style of it was fantastic. Music was mm, so good. And then it went to something else. It's like no, go back. That I think Dimension W is one of those examples of a, a show that I put I put it a two out of ten by the way. Is an example of a show where first episode, it's like this is like probably an eight out of ten. Like I can do this. This is great. And then at some point you're you're literally screaming at the TV, please go back to what you were doing. You can this was a good show. I I'd really like, like heartbreaking. To, I it breaks my heart to have to low rank it. Um I'd I'd really like to go and check out the manga on that one. I I'm very curious as to how much of that was anime original. Um, another one was Gangsta. Yep, that one's we a low. That one's high low, on that. That one. one's low rank on here too. I think I put that as two as well. We were really high on that one, and at some point it just went off the rails. Well, that but that was literally <laughs> due to the st- it was studio failing. Out, it was thrown out the window. Yeah, it was. It, <laughs> they they just gave up on it. They were like, whatever. <laughs> No, no, the studio failed. You know, it was thrown out the window for anybody that's watched it. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, that- I got you, Joe. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Let me spill it out for you. Let me dissect the frog, and then you'll know what's inside of it. But then it's dead. No, it's like that's a that's another one of those ones where it's like everything was going great, and it wasn't like it wasn't like the best animation. Like we we knew very quickly. It was like within what four or five episodes you knew the the production was kind of struggling yeah like there was that whole fight scene they had with like a couple of them it was like this is not looking good um but it was like great world great characters some really good style to it music's phenomenal the voicing Kendra is fantastic was on it. Kendra Suda <laughs> is nailing him um everything's working i the, what was the what was the other girl the um the blondie that whole story was fantastic then we got into the history of the tags and all that kind of stuff. Everything was on full cylinders. And again, it was struggling. Like you could see the animation was struggling, but I'm like, I can, I can, we can still do this. We're good. Keep going. And then they had to animate. They had to, they had to drop it off there. They had to stop it there. And then the studio had to die there. <laughs> like everything was to make this series, like something that could have probably been kept going and multiple seasons. Which studio just was Amazing. That? Uh, Arcs right was the one that does uh, Ikitosin. They like they shut down like right after that. But like that was that was that was prime for uh, to be like a legend show. A three, I gave it a three out of ten. I still love this. The OP is so freaking good, dude. I, I heard it the other day. I was I was literally cutting the lawn the other day, and it came on. And what, what was going on is I was I was mowing the other day because I was trying to get rid of all the leaves. Of course, we're in that season where just leaves everywhere. And so I'm like, I get all the leaves all gathered up and I start mowing it down to chop it down. And I get to that last row and I'm like, okay, time to wrap it up. And then <laughs> Renegade popped on and I'm like, never mind, going all around. <laughs> I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna listen to some Renegade real quick. It actually plays quite often when I'm listening to the playlist. So uh Manglobe. Sorry, it was Manglobe, not Arcs. Poor Rip Manglobe. 
Last time they did anything was Genocidal Oregon, which is also another one that I ranked low because good concept, but failed to execute on that one. Another failed execute. Fate Unlimited Blade Works is low ranked for obvious reasons. Have you ever had a show where you low rank it because you hate a certain character? We talked about the idea of having like only one character that you carry that carries a show for you. But have you ever had a show that you don't like because of one character? Rent a girlfriend. That's true. <laughs> but it wasn't a response I was looking for, so it threw me off. <laughs> yeah, he ruins that show. Like the main character. <laughs> Like I've said before, if you remove that character, if you remove the main character from Rent a Girlfriend, it'd probably be a 10. It'd be a really great show. <laughs> no, I was going to say for, as a joke for Chris is fake Clyde Liner. Do you think you hate her still? Have you tried it recently? Because you didn't like the Genki girl. You you expressed probably a large amount of hatred for the Genki girl. I don't remember she was like hating a, her that much, but okay, it'd you, you probably <laughs> be a lot more uh, open to her now. I think you would. Who was it? It was this girl right here, wasn't it? Tatsuko? Wasn't she the Genki girl? Probably. Is it her? She, she looks like a Genki girl. <laughs> she, looks like, she looks like a Genki girl because her mouth is she's, open in the picture. She's oozing Genki. I don't know. I Maybe I won't like it. <laughs> because her mouth is open in the picture on this site, she's got to be the Genki girl because she, she's... I can hear her yelling. <laughs> I can hear her yelling. And like she's not... Il- Il- Ilya, she has her mouth open too, but you could just hear cute noises no, coming yeah, out of it. She, but she, that she... girl, you can hear yelling. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, what else? What else did I, I? Let me see if there's anything else that's like a shocker low rank for me. Uh, this is kind of fun to look through this stuff. Haganai. That's a hurt one. I wanted to be higher on that one, but that one just didn't work. Dude, you remember like the the one the first show that I hated from PA Works, Haruchika. That show, it just didn't work for me. <laughs> it just didn't work for me. Um, Grand Blues that was mainly because it's it's this is an this is an, Grand Blues is an example of a show where the humor just doesn't work. Like Grand Blues, I love Grand Blue Fantasy. Yeah, but Grand Blues they were so obsessed with the muscle joke. Like, the, the, they kept having the dragon just constantly do the muscle joke, where suddenly he becomes, like, a big muscly dude. And, like, I, I just, it's just, I, the joke, it just didn't work for me. I'm sorry. What else is some examples of some good ones? Um, this one was hurt. Darker Than Black, uh, Gemini actually hurt, because I love Darker Than Black. And Gemini of the Meteor was just not good, in my opinion. Brynhildr in the Darkness. That's what the one I was going to ask you about earlier. Um, I Do you think that it would be worth the time to go and re, retry and try and re-watch that? I think it had some really cool ideas and I mean, really cool can. concepts. <laughs> if you're asking me if you should, sure. No. I, For me, no. Because I, I, it's still fresh in my mind why I didn't like it. The, this was another cases of one of those. It was almost like I, I was joking about this in my head the other earlier today because I actually seen Brynhildr on here and I was trying to remember why I didn't like it. And Brynhildr in the Darkness, I think, is a is one of those cases where I think it was trying to be a a retake on Elfin Lead. Right. I, like I, it, I it was assume. trying to tackle that again because it feels like it like through and through. It just feels like a a reskinned Elfin Lead. But the reason that didn't work for me is because it felt like it was doing something really good early on. And I, I think if I if I went back to my review, I, I'd probably be word for word for this. And then it just turned into 
spa episode. It turned into bath episode. It turned in, it was just nothing but this guy being around a bunch of cute girls and them just doing shenanigans and him accidentally catching them in the bath or whatever. And then he had the whole thing with the girl that was supposedly supposed to betray them, but then she fell in love with him and it was just, it did, it never hit on that initial like shock value that was pretty much almost like a, mostly a copy of Elf and Lead. The OP is still great. <laughs> the OP is still fantastic, but I just don't think my mind changes on it because I still, it's so weird that I still vividly to this day remember why I didn't like it. What, what was, when was this? Like 2014? 2014? 2014, Chris? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's almost five years now, Chris. Or 10 years, I'm sorry. I, I, I was trying to remember because I do remember a lot of the kind of alien vibes that they were doing with it. They 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 had the they had the power fantasy type aspect the government. Of it. They, yeah, the government was trying to cover stuff up and, and, and there was so many really cool intriguing things to it, but I don't remember at what point that one kind of fell apart but i guess in a way it was kind of the harem aspect that kind of was pulling away from it but i don't and maybe maybe that was what it what happened was that it just got too bogged down in its harem the tropes and- it's not so bad that, it's not so bad that now this is my 2014 self which i think that was at the the tail end of me being like very i had a period of time where when we were first coming into otaku spirit like full-on where i was just like because I was still like half gamer, half anime, and you were going full head in the anime stuff, and you were kind of pulling me in that direction. Then we went full on out to Haku Spirit, which was just nothing but anime. I was still at this point where I'm like, I just don't want another harem show. Like I was, I was very much so. I needed like substance. I wanted like, I wanted like, make me think show. If you don't make me think, I don't care about you. It may have been on the tail end of that. So I do agree that there's a chance of giving something like that a shot again to see if it might have. I may have changed my mind. I might have more patience, but I think like it's so vivid in my mind that it's not necessarily that it was, I wanted a, an elf in lead again, which elf in lead is, is etchy and goofy shenanigans and right. has, and has tropes in it that has the girl falling on the guy and all that kind of stuff or the guy falling on the girl, whatever way you go. But it was because that the tropes took too much from it and didn't do enough with it specifically. Not that they existed, just that it, it it became the focus and it was it had a lot of potential there for doing something else so maybe it was me just i don't think at the time i was looking for an elf and lee but i might have been i might have been looking for that so i don't know i don't know what else uh oh gosh i actually i put wizard barrister that low i think it's because it early on I wanted to do something. You hated wizard barristers. You were mean to me. Apparently, I hated it. <laughs> Four is hate. No, uh, wizard barristers. It it fell apart on the last episode or two. Tokyo ESP had the opportunity of doing something really good as well. Tokyo ESP is one of those ones where it's like this started out really good, but then it just kind of turned into nothing. I love my guy's artwork, but he he just is not good at finishing stories. He really sucks at finishing stories. Both of our favorite artists don't get the the proper love that they should deserve. <laughs> they don't get the proper love they deserve. Uh, I don't know. See, now I'm getting into fours. When I get into fours, see, like I said earlier, I think one to three are kind of in that realm of like, these are pretty much bad shows. 
Um, there's too many negatives. When I get into my fours, that's where I see that they're okay shows, but they have a flaw. My middle area is five. Like five is right in the middle. It's not bad. It's not good. It's not not horrible. It's not great. So when I get into that four area, it's like there's so much to the show. Like Revisions is a prime example. It's a four out of ten. It's a show that has a lot of value, but there's one thing that brings it down. With Revision, great story. CGI was okay. Main character is a Shinji. The main character is a bad Shinji. Because I am I am a I am a Shinji apologizer. For those that don't know, Andrew is a Shinji apologizer. I fully understand why Shinji is the way he is. Is a boy being strapped up into a machine that gives you the sensation that your body is being ripped apart. In your mind, you let you think your body is literally being torn apart if something destroys the mecha. That kid's going to be messed up in the head. He's going to have daddy issues. <laughs> Revision is his main character. He's what everybody thinks Shinji is. That's, that's like it's the best way to put it. Everybody wrongly accuses the actual Shinji. When in fact, Revision's main character is the Shinji they all think he is. It's an annoying character. Hot-headed. Well, Vision's main character is really hot-headed. He's not actually a Shinji, like, through and through. Anyways, that was a long tangent. Anything else I want to point out? I, I think all the rest of them that I, I thought was... Well, yeah, none of those very treasured was another one where it's like, this one started out really good, but I don't like where it kind of went. But it's still a good... It's still a four. I think that's, I think that's all the, the crazy ones. What's your most hated show ever? Is it still going to be Pupa, Chris? No, because you just don't, you just don't, you don't find the value in it. Right. You don't hate it. Can you think of a show that you hate, Chris? Can you give us something? Because we've been naming off a lot of mine from my list. I'm going to force Chris one of these days to, to make up. Ooh, do you know what my most hated show ever is? I want to say... I was going to say the boy and the, the the dog and the boy, which was a an AI assisted animation from Netflix, which is I hate everything about that. But I think it's going to be odd taxi in the woods. I, I there's a there's a there's a side of me that if anybody mentions odd taxi, I have to make sure they know don't watch the movie. And when you when you go out of your way to make sure that everybody knows don't watch the movie, there's something wrong with it. Like if, if somebody says Hey guys, I took a taxi to my work today and the, the driver was kind of mean to me. I would immediately jump into the chat and say, don't watch the movie <laughs> because I seen taxi and my mind immediately says, stop them. They might be talking Andrew, about odd Andrew, taxi. Andrew, you just admitted that you were an AI bot. <laughs> yeah. I respond to comments. Hello. I am not a bot, but I want you to know that odd taxi in the wood is not a good adaptation. Please go watch the original animated series and make sure to check out the radio dramas. They add context to the story, especially from the perspective of the pin. Wake up girls. New chapter. I hated that. It was the, the first season was actually good. And the second season was just Garbo. And it was most of the time just from the outside of the window. Um, I guess that's, I guess that's all I want to point out. Arm Girl Machiavelli is, I kind of want to white. I kind of want to try that one again. Trickster sucked. That was 24 episodes. I forgot about that. I watched 24 episodes of Tricksters. That's from the era where we watch everything, even if we hate it. And I hated it. I hated Trickster so much. 
<laughs> that's that was a mistake. That was that was 24 oh. episodes of my life. I went back. Taboo tattoo. There you go. An example. I'm glad I kept looking through this. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I have it right here so I can remember. I don't want you no, to No, go ahead. Do your thing. Okay, you're going to have to look it up. Um, <laughs> wait, no, hold on. Smiles, smile of the Arch Notoria. <laughs> the stupid show. <laughs> smile of the Arch Notoria. A show about a girl sniffing things for an entire episode. No, that was multiple episodes, was it? Because she broke her sniffer. And they spent like three episodes. Leave my they, girl alone. <laughs> they fixed Dad her. Gum. Warning. Warning, people are gonna die every two episodes. The looming threat of the guys coming to murder everybody. I'm surprised Chris continued to watch that show because I felt like that was gonna get dark. Real I quick. liked the show. Okay? I didn't like the warning warnings, but I liked the girl. They were they were sweet and cute. <laughs> I liked the girl. I like the girls. They Anyways, were sweet and cute. We were the warning, about- warning, warning thing was annoying. I finally, okay, there's two, I want to admit, finally, there is two elements that I, I'm not going to say, like, I am personally offended, because I think people, like, attach too much to that. Um, whenever something bothers me, and they think it's personal, like, like I'm, they go, calm down, it's not that big a deal. It's like, I'm not that upset, I'm just want to, I want to express that, yes, there is certain things that bugs me, I guess, but I disconnect from it. It's not like I care in the end, but it will bug me when I'm watching the show. Derpy faces. Yeah, derpy faces. That can make that can lead a show to be a negative oh, score. Okay. Get the derpy faces. The other one is, I will admit when a show, I will admit that there is times where a show will be extremely dark about something, but then seemingly right after it, it it presents it as something that should upset you, like this is a bad thing. Instance. Somebody dies. A character dies. And it is extremely traumatic to the main character. And you're like, what WTF? That was a character I kind of like. She was cute, whatever. And then cut scene. And it almost feels like the writer is trying to get you to like the character that murdered the character that was tragic to have lost. Taboo Tattoo. That is, it. That is I guess, a a rare case where something is seemingly offensive or difficult subject matter but i think it's more an idea of execution i guess that's the prime thing there is execution i hate when i hate when writers present almost a a fake out because they present somebody dying and then they immediately try to move to making you like a certain character because they want to roll them into the cast and taboo tattoo was an example of that immerse a character and almost seemingly like it wants me to like the character that murdered them because it wants to add it to the cast as a a future character to be part of the harem or the the cast itself. We 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 went back and forth on uh, Daily Life. Uh, uh, Kurumi Kurumi <laughs> murdering people for beating a I, cat. I, and I <laughs> because I I like Kurumi. She's she's easily my one of my favorite characters on that show. But uh, I I don't I don't disagree with Andrew's kind of distaste for her. Um, it's, it, it is one of those difficult things. I, 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 I've never, I've always had this kind of love hate on that because I, when Andrew points them out, it's like, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. Um, but I've, I've, I've never really kind of been bothered per se by it. It, 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 
because I I've I've always had a a, a hard time with um kind of quote unquote crazy characters in general because um I I if a character doesn't make sense to me, those are the characters that bug me. And logic killing. Logic killing. <laughs> you characters. have to be logical when you kill. Yeah, you you have to be logical. Um and I've never much cared for characters who just kill just because ki- kill, you know, th- those those bug me. Um like Rise of the Shield Hero bad guys. Yeah, some of them. Um <laughs> it's I I've always had this kind of weird thing. I, now, now at the same time, it, uh, my other one of my other things is time. I can't stand when uh, when writers try to put time into their stories. I it, you, uh, the second I see time, I'm I'm like, okay, you better be very very careful. Um, there's a there's a few that have the actually the moment that sun goes down, he's like, there's time in that world. I don't like. Yeah, it. I don't like it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the sunset. I don't like this world. Uh, that when when they start start down messing with timelines and and goofy crap like that, it's like you better be very very careful. Um, and and I don't know why. It just that tends to be one of my things that bug me. And so when that happens, I tend to be very very touchy on that. But outside of that, hey, I I mean, comedy wise, I, I it's like, did you ever watch any of Tokyo Avengers? Did you ever get around to doing that? No, because it was like it, it, I, I scared you away with the fact you that he's trying to unkill the kill you, girl. You tried to save me. You tried to save it with cute girl. But time I, and yeah, I don't that was know the thing. how like, I don't know how <laughs> I got through the, the to get to Tama in in your. um uh, The shadow show, so but. It it happened. That one was rough. <laughs> the shadow show. The one with the shadow clones. It was only like two two seasons ago. With the beach oh, girl. Oh, shadow, shadow, uh, shadow House. I got you. Not Shadow House. I like Shadow House. And that has nothing to do with time. <laughs> you said the shadows in it. So um, I was like Shadow House. The doppelgangers. The doppelgangers. <laughs> Everybody else is like, Andrew, how do you not that know what a, show? That was a year ago, Chris. That wasn't a few seasons. It was a few seasons ago. How many Summertime seasons? Render was back in like summer of last year. It was in last year's words. <laughs> it's a couple of seasons ago. And I'm like, Shadow, Shadow House is a year ago too, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> but he said Shadows in the house. I don't think he said house. Um, I said Beach Girls. <laughs> Time. I don't know. There was time in that one, and I was very, very, t- uh, I was very careful on that one. Um, but no, I was thinking like Tokyo Revengers is like if I'm pretty lenient with time, but like Tokyo Revengers agitates a fire at me, so I'm like, <laughs> I almost wanted, to, I almost wanted to trick Chris to watch that show just so I could hear how angry it would make him because if it bugs me, oh my gosh, he'd be ticked off. <laughs> Um, gosh, that that time stuff makes no sense. Like that show is the worst of it. That, ugh, gag. Yeah, I'd be throwing. <laughs> Which one was the last one that I I I had seen that and it irritated the snot out of me. I don't know. I just I I they tried Our to do the. <laughs> <laughs> it technically was because it was like trying to fake you out on when when is the dudes in Arsatoria and when is the girls. Like, it almost made it imply this idea that they're, like, in the past, before everything went down. And, like, whenever it cuts to the guys, it's, like, whenever... Because there was time jump. They were jumping time. 
not jumping time. There was like one scene with the guys, they'd be here and then it would be like almost feeling like a lot of time has progressed since you went back to them and they were talking to somebody else. They were all over the place in time. That that, that, that <laughs> show sucked as far as time was concerned. But it was Don't like, make when are we? It. It's like a question of like, when, when are we is the massive question mark there. So anyways, yeah. Any, anything else? Is that, is that it? I think we went through the entire, the entire bullet points that I had anyways. That was a fun conversation. I managed to I managed to bring up a lot of shows and I'm sure people will will pop into the the converse. I this this is what I'm hoping for is that I have at least named a show that somebody will be mad that I don't like. That's the goal. Not that I don't like it, it's just not a good show in my eyes, obviously. I not that I not that I hate anything except for Rent a Girlfriend. I hate Rent a Girlfriend. Everybody hate- knows that we hate Rent a Girlfriend. We lost all of the rent-a-girlfriend stands a long time ago. <laughs> because Jonah. we wouldn't budge on whether or not he, it was a it was a quote unquote trash fire. We didn't we didn't we didn't. You have to accept it for its yeah. trash fire. It's it's great because it's bad, right? Yeah, we we didn't go down that road, so everybody hates us now. So the 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 people who are left, they're like, yeah, Andrew, Chris, shut up about the rent-a-girlfriend thing. We know. I forgot about Lucy's Jonah Ark. That was a special show. The the first episode that makes no sense, and I can't believe I continue watching it. What was the show that I watched? Waka Kozake. Remember that one? The Pachu Show. The what? The Pachu Show. Every episode, she went into the bar, and then she she drank something with Pachu. She was cute. No, she wasn't. Um, What was the show with the stupid guy that had the the tow truck with with the island floating thing? I know what you're talking about, but I don't care. I don't remember it. <laughs> that I that was a Lance bad show. Lance and Masquez. That oh was my a bad gosh. Show. That show. Lance and Masquez wasn't bad. Yes, it was. It was cute. It was cute. Was <laughs> it? He kept he kept lancing people, and girls were. If I remember correctly, girls would die sometimes. No. Yes. That yeah, makes I, it not cute. You, you like the show? No, I'm happy. Three out of ten. Anonymous Noise, I wanted to like I that one. That was that a show. Prime. That was an Amazon Prime show. So that one's going back to her. So when was Amazon Prime? Was that 2014? This was in 2017. So Amazon Prime was only that. I didn't think that was that soon. That's crazy. Yon of the Dawn, legit a 4 out of 10 because it never got a sequel. There's a prime example of a show where it just didn't get anywhere. It's a good story, but it got nowhere. It needs another season. 24 episodes of not getting anywhere. I like the characters, and I think that's what carried me through it. I wanted more. But the fact that it didn't get to what they were hinting at the entire season made me mad. So it got a 4 out of 10. I thought it was a fantastic show. It was, but it never got a sequel. So it'll forever be bad. Um. Anyways, yeah, that's... Oh, yeah, The Devil's Part-Timer Season 2. 4. I gave that a 4. I gave that... <laughs> One of these would be lower score. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I guess that's it. That's Poor um, Luluco. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Luluco. Uh, there's you're, a there's you're, a there's you're a, a rare there's a rare I did not like a trigger show. Even though everybody <laughs> thinks I hate trigger, it's like a rare one that I didn't like. Andrew hates trigger. Oh, they're making another Inferno cop. Gosh dang it! It's coming back. We should have never talked about it, Chris, because now they're making more. 
They're you happy? NT and stocking too. Well, yeah, wow. they got the they bought the they bought the rights to it. So now they're gonna make a sequel. We'll see. I'm. I'm I really I'm, hope I'm they don't hold anything really back. Excited about that. I'd love to see it now. We'll finally. We'll finally get the answer as to if Panic and Stocky can live in this age, or if they'll die it down. I don't think they will. No, Trigger's not. I don't. I don't think Trigger will hold back on that. Mm, I guess it's just because the comedy itself is just kind of very, very lewd and questionable and provocative and we'll see we'll see i hope they i hope they i hope they hold nothing back i need to go watch the original one i, I do too <laughs> i still need to go watch the original one um when was that released that's that's like back there what 2008 question mark uh oh it's, it's gonna be in gynax isn't it is it gynax possibly um Prequel. Yeah, guy next. This was 2010. That soon, really? My my <laughs> my sense of time sucks right now. I'm done. Anything else, Chris? Anything yeah. else makes a bad show? I think we pretty much pointed out. Yeah, garbage animation definitely does hurt it. Audio, I think both of us are pretty. Both of us are pretty lenient on. Obviously, yeah, poor stories and execution is always going to ruin a show. I think that's probably the biggest sticking point for me. Comedy, we pretty much laid out our our, our tastes, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, we don't care about offense, though you don't like cruel. Cruel just makes you not enjoy something. You're probably not going to watch it. Yeah. Not that you bash it. And we hate when they pick the wrong waifu. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's 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 the that's what makes a bad anime in our eyes, even though we don't necessarily think that shows shouldn't exist because we don't personally like them. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully people got a a clear picture of our tastes and the the opposite spectrum. Because like I said, we pretty much spend most of our time talking about what makes legendary shows, what makes amazing shows, and whatnot. But I thought it'd be fun to really challenge our challenge ourselves to be honest about what kind of ruins a show for us, like derpy faces that Andrew hates. But um, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, if you did, I was going to say hit the like button, but you can because if you listen to this on YouTube, you can hit the like button there or you can uh, uh, share us out. It's a great way to support the channel. I definitely appreciate everybody that supports the channel through kind words, um, leaving comments, all that kind of stuff. Definitely really appreciate it. Additionally, like I said before, talkspirit.com. That's where all of our links are, social media links, ways to get a hold of us and ways to support us through Patreon, tips, links. And greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate that support. It means a lot. And until the next time, y'all take care. Oh.